I'm excited about being here at Turnpoint, and uh, I always delighted to be here. And I give honor to your pastor. Are you glad about the man of God? He's not just a, uh, a man of God. He's a he's a friend, and uh, and last night we was in the service, and he walked up to me, and gave me a word from God, and prophesied into my life, and I received it, and I believe every word of it, and it's going to happen, and it is happening. You know, sometimes it's how you receive the word. It's not what you hear, it's how you hear. How you hear. Now listen, God has given every one of you great words. Every one of you have received words from God. But it's up to you to steward that word. It's up to you to expand upon that. Hallelujah. Prophecy is God's intent. I know you're standing. Please forgive me. Prophecy is God's intent. There are no self-fulfilling prophecies. Things don't just happen randomly. You have to get in partnership with God and work with God and God does and God works with you and the work gets accomplished. And if you don't believe that, I got a word from God that says, if any, if any two of you agree as in touching any one thing, it shall be done unto them. So God said, I touched it from the heavens and I need somebody to touch it in the earth. And when they touch, when they get, when one, when I touch it from the heavens and you touch it in the earth, it shall be done unto them. That's how powerful agreement is. Somebody ought to just praise the Lord right now. All right, you're standing. Praise the Lord. Just go ahead and sit down while I read the word of the Lord because... Uh, I don't want to keep you standing because hallelujah. We had people come up. Uh, I had this morning, there was people in this service at the nine o'clock service that was absolutely touched of God. I mean, in a powerful way, in a powerful way. And uh, the Lord is going to do it again this morning in the 11 o'clock service, 1130. Joshua chapter number four, and I will just, uh, I, well, I'll get back to that in a minute. I'd like to read for you um, Isaiah 29, 13, and I'd like to read to you from the Amplified Version. I don't usually do that. It's not a normal practice. But I think it will bring more gravity to what the Lord wants to say here this morning. <clears throat> now, I'm hoping you don't have leaving on your mind. I got preaching on mine. I get nervous when people get quiet. 
Because this is the most important part of the service. Hallelujah. And so when people get quiet when it comes to preaching, that, that, that usually tells me that, well, they like entertainment. And they get bored easy. God's going God's gonna to uncover some things for us here today. He's going to help us. And uh, I love this church, man. It's just an awesome church. Uh, Isaiah 29, 13 in the Amplified. And the Lord said, for as much as this people draws near me with their mouth and honor me, honor me with their lips, but remove their hearts and minds far from me. Now, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty uh, troubling in itself, but this next part right here is what I want to draw out. And their fear and reverence for me is a commandment of men that is learned by repetition without any thought to the meaning. I want to I say that again. And their fear and reverence for me is a commandment of men that is learned by repetition without any thought to the meaning. He said, your fear of me is birthed out of repetition. Your fear of me is only because you know the what but you are not familiar with the why. Praise the Lord. And uh, God's going to help us here today because um, I'm not interested in just knowing the what. I've got to be acquainted and I've got to love the why. So this morning I want to talk to you uh, this afternoon now, it's 12 something, it's 1221. I'd like to talk to you for the, uh, about the anecdote of rehearsed fear. The anecdote of rehearsed fear. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do here today. I thank you that your hand is upon us and hands upon this church. And not only is your hand upon it, but your word is upon it. And your word will not fail. I thank you for that. I praise you for that in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you believe the Lord's going to just do a mighty work in us, just clap your hands one more time and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord. Just for reference, in Joshua chapter number four, the Lord, when they got ready to cross over the Jordan, the Lord says to, jo or Joshua tells 12 men, he says, as you're passing through this dry riverbed, he said, as you're passing through it, I want you to get, I want you to pick up some stones on the way out. He said, it's, uh, so it's quite possible that uh, you're never going to see a miracle like this again. And so I want you to uh, get a hold of something that will remind your generations to come. 
that will remind generations to come that when they ask, they, they're going to look at these stones and they're going to ask, what does this mean? Yes, they're going to ask, what does this mean? And he said, you're going to look at them and say, this is a memorial. And it's, it's, uh, it's a sign, if you will, that says, uh, this is a, a sign that says, well, when uh, there was no way to be made, God made a way. Hallelujah. Every once in a while, ladies and gentlemen, there's got to be a testimony service in your life. And, and you got to look at people and say, and when they look at you, they look at you and say, man, you're crazy. Oh, yeah, I, I'm crazy, all right. But let me tell you why I'm crazy. Uh, I'm not here to tell you what I'm crazy about. I'm telling you the why of why I'm crazy. I'm just, I, sometimes I wonder, people come among us and they, they, we got visitors coming in and they, and they look at us and especially some of our family, ma'am, they look at us and they say, why do you go to church on Sunday anyway? I mean, don't you think you could just sit at the house and chill out in your pajamas and, and drink hot chocolate and drink, uh, you know, drink hot chocolate and eat some s'mores and all that? And, uh, well, yeah, I guess we could, but, uh, uh, it's not the what of what I do. It's the why I do it. I, I, I don't say at the house and sit there and drink hot chocolate and, and type in on the keyboard, I'm here and I'm watching and all that jazz. No, I'll tell you right now, I'm not talking about shut-ins and people that can't do it. I'm talking about people that can go to work six days a week, but they can't come to the house of God. I'll tell you what it is. They fell in love with the what, but they don't know the why. They don't know the why. I'll tell you why I, I'm here this morning. Because I got some junk in my life. And I can't get a miracle by myself. And I need somebody to pull the load with me. Oh, God, help me. I wish I had somebody help me up in this house. I'm going to tell you why I do what I do. I do. I'm going to tell you why I'm here. I'm going to tell you why I'm here because I'll tell you something right now. I'll tell you why I come up here to this altar. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you why. It's not what I come to. It's why I come to it. Well, Brother Wade, all of these things that apostolics do, it's, uh, it's crazy. Uh, the way they dress, the way they look, the way they walk. Uh, oh, it's just crazy. Uh, uh, why do you do what you do? Uh, well, I guess we could stand here for an hour or more and rehearse uh, the what. Uh, Oh, but I'll tell you something right now. Oh, Jacob, why do you walk with a limp? Jacob, why do you walk? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Jacob, why do you walk with a limp? Why do you walk funny? Why is it that you, I'll tell you why. Because a while back I crossed a brook and I had to wrestle with my character and I had to wrestle with my will and I had, oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. I had to wrestle with some anger. I had to wrestle with resentment. I had to wrestle all night long. I had to roll on the floor. I'm going to tell you why I walk different. 
because one day I come down to an altar. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, it's not the what, it's the why. Ah, uh, yes. I'm going to tell you something. It's the why. Because I come down here to an altar and I had some stuff that I had to get right with God. And I can take you right to the very spot. I could take you right to the very spot at this altar when I came down here and I was wrestling with stuff in my family. Oh, I'm walking with a limp today, but don't feel sorry for me. It's not the what, it's the why. Oh, yeah, it's the why. Because I walk down here now, I walk with a limp. And let me tell you why I walk with a limp. It's because I come down here to this altar and I had to wrestle some things out. God had to get a hold of me. But he didn't let me go until he blessed me. He didn't let me go until he turned some stuff around. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, you know how God will wrestle with you. God will wrestle with that attitude. God will wrestle with all kinds of stuff. In fact, God's wrestling with some of you right now. Oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you right now, God's wrestling with some of you right now. God's wrestling with some of your stuff right this minute. But don't let, don't get caught up in the what. Get caught up in the why. Uh, why do you live righteous? Why do you dress a certain way? Why do you walk this way? Oh, why do you even praise God like you do? Why do you praise God like you do? Why do you even shout? Oh, well, I'll tell you why. Well, I'm going to just give you a heads up on why. Why I do it. Well, I'll tell you why I praise God like I do. Because I had a death sentence on me. I had a death sentence on me. When I was over five, over 600 pounds, I had a death sentence on me. I, I couldn't even hardly walk. But God gave me my life back. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going to praise the Lord. You ain't going to sit there and, and cause me to feel any kind of shame. Well, some of you got your life back and you don't need to be letting nobody shame you either. You need to let, let my, nobody make you embarrassed. God has given you your life back. I'll tell you why I praise God. Why? I, it's not what I do. It's why I do. Turn point, we're not in love with the what, we're in love with the why. Why, 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 why? Get a hold of your neighbor and tell him he brought me out, that's why. He brought me out, that's why. He set my feet on a rock, that's why. I was unstable, that's why. I had, I had, I had all kinds of junk emotional issues, that's why. I had emotional problems. I had financial problems. I had, I had insecurities. I had inadequacies. I, I, I didn't have no joy. I, I didn't have no peace. I, I, got, I, got up, I got up messed up, and I went to bed messed up. But he brought me out of the miry clay. I said, he brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. That's why, that's why, that's why he's been better to me than good. He... I 
I tell you right now, I'm not living this way because somebody made me live this way. It's not because I have to. It's because I get to. I get to live holy. I get to live righteous. I'm waiting on some others of you in this house. I said, I don't have to. I get to. I want to. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. What's that praise mean anyway? Well, it may not mean much to you, but it's a why in my life. And I can't divorce myself from the why. I can't do ho I'm gonna tell this church something right now. We're not doing this because we're rehearsing that something that man passed down to us. We're not just sitting up here rehearsing a bunch of rules. We are here today. Our fear of God is not some rehearsed script. My fear of God is not some rehearsed script. Uh, and if I don't do it, God's going to torch me. If God don't do it, he's going to burn my house down. No, no, absolutely not. Ah, that's, that's what people think when they're in love with the what. But they're in love with the why. When you're in love with the why, you look up and say, this is just my reasonable service. This is just what I get to do. I'm going to tell you, Brother Donovan, I'm going to tell you, I've never preached this except at the 9 o'clock service. I'm going to tell you what I know. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you I'm tired of seeing people backslide left and right, walking away from the things of God. And I've been sitting there wondering what in the world's going on. How could you be walking away from God, even in the midst of COVID, even in the midst of all kinds of trash going on? How could you walk away from God? And if God began to deal with my spirit and he said it because Bobby they fell in love with the what but they never fell in love with the why they never fell in love with the why brother Donovan I gotta I gotta is this all right I I'm going to tell you something right now. You can roll your eyes at me all you want to. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I'm sold out. I'm going to tell you why. Because I want to tell you, it wasn't when I was 17 years old. I had a drunk driver hit me head on at 55 miles an hour. Uh, and I was all kinds of messed up. If I'd have died, I'd have went to hell. Oh, 
y'all ain't hear what I'm trying to tell you. I had, I had Biggie and Tupac playing. Oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. I had some Biggie and Tupac playing in the in the tape deck. And when a drunk driver hit me, I was listening to Gangster's Paradise. I had some Coolio going on. Okay, y'all, y'all. Oh, well. Well, it's, well. Well, praise the Lord. I just blew some of y'all's three fuse. You expected Garth Brooks or something. I just blew, Pastor, I just blew everybody's three amp fuse. They thought I was going to say Alan Jackson. Folks done thought I was going to say George Jones. No, that's what they thought. I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell the truth of shame today. I had some Coolio going on up in there. I had some Biggie. I had some Dr. Dre. I had some all that. Living in a gangster's paradise. Oh, well, praise the Lord. All that up there when a drunk driver interrupted my gangster's paradise, interrupted my California dreaming. Uh, right up in there it uh, just total just uh, uh, a drunk driver hit me at 55 miles an hour head on uh, and interrupted the whole party uh, and I want you to know something there ain't nothing like a party getting interrupted uh, when a hand gets on the wall and says meanie meanie Chico you Ferrison you've been weighed in the balances tell you why that's why we better not be playing with God that's why you better not be playing with God because God will interrupt your party I was up in there praise the Lord I was up in there and that drunk driver hit me head on and I'm gonna tell you something it ruptured I had no clue but I was sitting there getting ready to die I had a ruptured aorta blood was filling my chest they said we're gonna have to airlift this mug up out of here and I want you to know but I want you to know something I'm not talking about the what you see ma'am I was raised on a pew hearing me. I could quote Acts 2.38. Oh, at 17 years old, I could quote Acts 2.38. I could quote, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God was one Lord. I could tell you all the do's and don'ts of what we don't do and what we do have to do. I could tell you that. Oh, by the way, let me give you a newsflash, Sister Arata. They could do that on Mount Carmel, too. All of Israel could do that on Mount Carmel, too. They could quote, they could quote Deuteronomy 6-4 and hold an idol under the other arm. Help me. That's what happens when you fall in love with the what. But when you fall in love with the why, you'll walk away from all the idols. You'll walk away from anything God says to walk away from. 
You'll walk away from that attitude. You'll walk away. You'll delete some stuff out of your music playlist. Oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm trying to tell you. You won't watch certain things when you're in love with the why. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you got to know the why. You got to know the why. Because the what will only keep you so long. Hey, Israel. You honor me with your lips. You tell me what I want to hear. But I see that idol under your other arm. I see that idol. Is this okay? I hope it don't. I ain't come here to rebuke nobody. But I'm going to tell you something right now. We got people in this room right now that, that vacillate between in and out. In and out. In and out. We got people. This is not a rebuke. I promise you that before the Lord Jesus Christ and his holy angels. I come to preach to somebody that's on the edge constantly. That's teeter-tottering between in and out. That thinks they will and don't know if they will. Oh, and you're wondering why why can't I just get it right I'll tell you why it's because you know you've rehearsed the what but you haven't fallen in love with the why Why do you have an altar? Why do you have an altar? I'll tell you why. Because I, I need the fire of God in my life. Why do you pray like you pray? I'll tell you why. Because communi- I want communication with God. Why, why should I forgive people? Tell you something right now. Oh my. Why should I forgive them? They don't deserve forgiveness. God didn't say it was because uh, they deserve forgiveness. He said, but I'm going to tell you the why. He said, because when you don't forgive, my ears and heavens are closed. So he said, if you want, if you want your prayers heard, then you've got to get that offense out of your heart. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. I, I didn't mean to take, is this okay? I didn't mean to take that detour, but I'm here now and I'm just going to tell you right now. Some of you got torment in your house. You got the door of torment in your house and you're trying to figure out. You can quote the what, but you don't know the why. Quote the what, but you don't know the why. Quote the what. And Elijah, Elijah, I'll tell you what it is. It's rehearsed fear. It's it's rehearsed reverence. Oh, yeah. My mama had taught me. Let me tell you all a little secret. When I was 12, 13 years old, I'll tell you right now, in Bible quizzing, I had 
I didn't just look like an elephant. I had the memory of one. That was your moment to laugh. You missed it. Hallelujah. I had the memory of one. I'm going to tell you right now, in about 15 minutes time, I, I, I could sit there and quote about 120 verses word for word. Rehearsed fear. Is this on yet? Reversed, rehearsed fear. I could tell you the what. And that's what was going on, Brother Live and Good, at, at Mount Carmel. And Elijah's standing up there on Mount Carmel. And he's saying, why? How is it that you can quote, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord out of your mouth. And you have an idol that you're holding on to. And he looks at him and says, well, if the drought won't shake you, maybe the fire will. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you all something right now. See, we, we, we know all about, we, we know all about, you know what's troubling me? My daughter, Brother Live and Good, is getting ready to be 18 years old. She'll turn 18 on September the 14th. I'll turn 45. She's making me feel old. I'll turn 45. But I'm going to tell you something. When my daughter's 18 years old and she thinks she's grown enough to make her own decisions. Did you catch that last part? She thinks she's grown enough to make them. I'll help her out. I'll help her out. Well, technically, she can do Listen to me. I'm technically still paying the bills up in that mug. That's all I know. Well, that's how that goes down. And I'm not a tyrant. That, that, that girl, she knows how to work the system. She knows how to work the system. She ain't stupid. The other day she called me up and said, Dad, could you cash at me $60? I'm like, I didn't know you knew what cash app was. I'm currently broke. Currently. Like, do you have a J-O-B? What do you mean currently broke? You was broke yesterday. <laughs> you know why y'all laughing? Because you got kids too. Oh, Lord, now they're going to cry the cash app. I'm sorry. I had, one, I had one of my nephews take my phone the other day and said, I can send you some money right now. You can send me some money. Uh, you have Apple Pay? I said, I could barely spell Apple, let alone pay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I got to thinking about my daughter at 18 years old. I've done my best. I've done my best to raise her in the fear of the Lord. 
I've done my best to teach her. Madison, I, I know it's going to eliminate some friends out of your life. I know everybody ain't going to get down with it. I know, I know. Well, I'm going to pass that up because I ain't about to talk about her dating nobody. I'm just going to pass that on off. But in about 10 years when you get ready to date, I'm living in denial, I guess, but whatever it is. There's going to be some things that you have been, you have been taught that once, once you get into the relationship, it may be a deal breaker. See, I'm going to tell you right now, emotions will, will divide you from the what. But it won't be able to separate you from the why. I'm telling you what I know. I, I, I got to, is this okay? I hope I'm not boring y'all. I got an 18-year-old daughter, and this is what the Lord, how, this is, this is the trigger point that God began to deal with me concerning this. I got a girl that's getting ready to be 18, and I've done everything I know to do, but I'm going to tell you something. When she gets up and, when she gets up and grown, and she turns 18, 19, 20 years old, I got to do something. I, I, I've got to make sure that what I put into her was not just rehearsed fear, it wasn't just some mantra that we rehearse. It wasn't some just uh, some some creed that we rehearsed. It wasn't just a bunch of list of do's and don'ts that we rehearsed. It had to be something. I I gotta pray that something got into her that says I'm not just doing it because mom and dad told me to. I'm doing it because I'm in love with the why. I'm in love with Jesus. Oh God. I'm in love with Jesus. I got to get connected. To, I'm trying to preach the turn point right now. We got to get in love with him. He is the why. Oh, somebody lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. He is the why. He is the why. He is the why. He's the why. He is the why. Somebody cry out to God right now. He's the why. He's the why I walked away from that career. He is the why I walked away from my ambitions. He is the why I walked away from that agenda. Somebody throw your hands in the air, pray in the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I feel the Spirit of God touching us. I'm not in the market to see my, my girl walk out of everything I taught her. Oh, and you know what? I made up my mind. I'm going to make up my mind to do everything I can do. Even though she's going to turn 18, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure she knows the why. To make sure she knows this is not just some exercise we do. This is not some club we're a part of. Huh. 
not a club I'm a part of. This ain't some cool thing I'm doing because it's a passing fad. That's the what. God said the drought won't, the drought didn't shake you. God's like, I got an antidote for rehearsed fear. I got an anecdote for your rehearsals. I got an anecdote for those. Oh, y'all hear what I'm trying to tell you now. I got an anecdote. What is that anecdote? What is it, Brother Wade? I'll tell you what it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you exactly what it is. God said there is an anecdote for rehearsed fear. And that, ladies and gentlemen, cannot be mistaken. You've got to know verse number 14. And God said, I'll tell you what it is. I'm going to show you what it's going to take to get them out of the what and get them to fall in love with the why. He said, I'm going to step in. This is verse 14. And I'm going to shock them awake. I'm going to astonish them. You know what the prophet Elijah was saying? He was saying to them, wait a second. I'm going to tell you what's going to shake you out of your lethargy. I'm going to tell you what it's going to take to shake you out of your idolatry. It didn't, the drought didn't shake you. It, that didn't change it. Coronavirus didn't shake you out of your lethargy. The only thing left is the fire of God. I'm going to tell the apostolic church right now, and I'm not going to be here much longer, but I'm going to tell you right now, coronavirus didn't make us repent. We still have our idols in our houses. Corona didn't do it. Well, hello. Coronavirus didn't do it. If anything, it caused us to have more idols. Please, did I say this is not a rebuke? This ain't no rebuke. I'm trying to tell you, the anecdote for rehearsed fear is the supernatural. It's demonstration. And Elijah said, the drought didn't touch you. Maybe the fire will. Because it wasn't until the fire fell that they fell and began to cry out, the Lord, he is God. You know, you know what it's going to take for Madison? You know what it's going to take for Madison? Not condemnation, not shame on you. You know what it's going to take for these young people? Brother Donovan, I'm going to tell you what it's going to take for these young people. You're doing a fantastic job. It ain't got nothing to do with your leadership. It ain't got nothing to do with people act stupid and go crazy. Hello, that's part of being young. Hello, I got a teenager at the house. I know what I'm talking about. My daughter, she, she, she's human just like everybody else. Praise the Lord. I just went ahead and let the cat out of the bag just in case you thought she walked on water. I got news. I live with that. I live with that chick. Hello? Every time she starts acting out, I tell Jody, well, that's your kid. 
She acting like you. She gets stubborn and bullheaded. Uh-uh, that ain't me. I'm always easy to get along with. If y'all believe that, I, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. I'm always easy going. Always easy to get along with. When Madison, start, when Madison starts acting like her mother and not me, I just look at Matt, Jody and I'm like, that's your kid. Acting crazy. Mm -hmm. I prayed that she wouldn't start acting like you, but she did. And Jody's like, well, I prayed she wouldn't act like you, and that didn't work. There it is. You know why we're laughing? <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Because we got kids that we don't, we pray, mm, we pray, mm, Jesus, mm, oh, Lord, Jesus, don't let them, oh, God, act like I did when I was a teenager. Oh, Lord, Jesus, oh, Lord, Jesus. So I'm going to give you all some hope right now. I'm going to give you a little hope. The Bible said that he would visit the sins of the father to the third and fourth generation. Oh, and the devil would like for you to leave it there. But I'm going to tell you what, G, what God said. He said, oh, yeah, that devil wants you to believe that everything you did, all of that stuff that went through your family lineage, is going to filter three and four generations. But God said, I want to bust the devil's party up right now. He said, I'm going to bust the devil's party up right now. He said, because I'm going to give the devil a newsflash. My mercy endureth to a thousand generations. So when you just, just when you think that your family's never going to come out of that and everything in your family's going to be polluted, I call upon the mercy of God that is, a, that is going to go down a thousand generations. The fire fell. The fire fell. And I can do everything I can do with old Madison. I can do all I can do with her. I can, I can pour everything into her. I can. But at some point in Madison's life, at some point in your children's life, you have to pray that they go beyond rehearsed fear. At some point, I'm sorry, I know we're live streaming, but at some point, Madison's got to get down. And Madison has got to say, God, burn out my pride. Madison's got to build her own altar. Madison's got to build her own altar. Bill, Madison's got to know how to, to lay her own things down at the altar. I can only, I can only do it so much. I can only go so far. But I don't want Madison leaving the church. I don't want Madison. Madison's not going to backslide. Madison's not going to be lost. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, God. Something's got to get a hold of us. That says, this is not about what I rehearsed for 35 years. I got to go back to the way. To go back 
These people honor me with their lips. They say the right thing, Sister Arada. 